0: What time is it? It's time for Rick at
1: This is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave, and ladies and gentlemen and family and friends and uh, anyone else out there. We brought the D back this week. The the, the D is here for you, everyone's favorite. Um, Gentlemen, nice to be back with you. I apologize for my absence, and I'm going to start with a disclaimer, and I'm going to say, like a person who did not manage their time well between Christmas and New Year's, I have failed to be able to sit down and watch our last two matches. So I am actually going blind on uh, our commentary you guys are going to have to carry me like you normally do and i'm just going to try to be the point guard who just you know dishes the ball to you and lets you do your thing Uh, are you guys up for Mm. this
0: absolutely i am yeah yeah it
1: sounds like just one of our normal podcasts pretty much right Uh dave's coolest and tries to keep it moving that's that's how it rolls uh until you make
0: it dave fake it till you make
1: it yeah steve my man how you doing what's going on and uh yeah tell us about life
0: yeah, you know, things are uh, things are going pretty good. Pretty good. Uh my wonderful sister uh sent me a care package of an assortment of beers from the uh Zool, I assume that's how it's pronounced, beer company, uh down in Knoxville, Tennessee. There so is what? no Dana, only Zool. Only <laughs> <Right>. Zool.
2: <laughs> is it uh, like Z- say,
0: Z-U-L or how's it spelled? It's X U L. Um Ooh, okay, and the go. U has like one of those like double dots on the top. So that's what uh, yeah. I'm going with. I mean, uh, every... Umlaut. umlaut so there you yes, go. Yeah. that's it. That's it. Um, we don't talk but, about Germans. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll tell you, like every single one that she has sent it has had like this really impressive horror-themed can art, uh, which I've been really digging. Uh, like I've got an Elm Street one sitting in the fridge. I've got a, a Petty Wise the Clown one sitting in the fridge. I had that, that werewolf yesterday. Nice. Uh, and, you know... It's interesting to me. So the last time I went to a brewery in Tennessee, it sucked ass. Uh, And the last time I went to, you know, they have these things where like you go, you pay for a wristband and you can like, you know, pour yourself samples of a whole bunch of different shit. And everything we sampled there was, you know, to quote my wife, mid. Uh, It was just, you know, nothing was super impressive. So I had like a really low bar for this. And I got to say, this is probably by a huge margin, the, the best beer that I've ever had that's come from Tennessee. Um, you know, the, the Barley line I had yesterday was really good. This one, I, I honest to God, like if I can get her to send more of this, I would be curious for a, a, a Hey Mike on this one because to me, this is a top tier IPA. No way. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a triple IPA, 10.1%. It's super balanced. Um, you know, it doesn't feel overwhelmingly hoppy, um so I'm like I'm I'm really digging it. Um really excited to try the rest of it. But uh yeah, if you're down in in the Knoxville area, uh nice. and you know Zool, if that's how it's pronounced, uh you know, we do have that sponsorship slot available if you want to, you know, get in on that. Um People but yeah, and also speaking of Knoxville. Uh, I had a good conversation with, um, Ryan price from Knoxville Spurs, who, uh, wow. nice segue on that one, man. Yeah. Did you, did you intend to do that? Or did that just, no, it just came to my mind, just came well, to my mind. Uh, cause so the deal was, so my sister down there, she owns a pizza place and, uh, they were doing this charity drive and nobody showed up and it was sort of embarrassing. Cause you know, they had partnered with a, a charity down there and, you know, they were hoping to have raised, you know, either money or, or you know, non-perishable type goods. Uh, it's a, a, basically like an orphanage type situation. Um, so I had reached out and, you know, he he took the Facebook post and he's like, I'll share it with Knoxville Spurs and, you know, see if we can get something. So, you know, really good of him to to do that for a complete stranger just nice. on the whim. But that's Spurs for you, right? Bringing people together, doing good, making nice. things better in the world.
1: Steve, I want to make a connection, and then I'm going to go to Mike. Um, you mentioned sponsorship just a, a couple minutes ago, and I have a really cool announcement for both of you and for our our loyal and loving listeners. Um, so, University of Vermont men's rugby team, which you guys know, my my son Nate is a part of. Um, they obviously have their their season and their their off season, but uh, during the summer season, they have just kind of a a local rugby rugby team that they they play for. So it's not not university affiliated. But uh, they are playing in a, a large tournament this summer and um, have to put together their own kit and needed sponsorship. So I am happy to announce that the Wicked Spursy podcast is the front and center kit sponsor for uh, the tournament kit for this uh, this rugby team of, of UBM fellas. So excited about that. Uh, we will have a free access XL, please. to please. Yeah, exactly. We'll have European sizes or, is it, or is it American sizes. Cause... I haven't sorted those details out. Just okay. you know, they they were most worried about you know making sure we got the logo first. So that is taken care of. We're good to go. Absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end up with rugby kits in our hands, and it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Wow. So
0: it's stay, not tuned, not stay tuned. Only up for here, you know. Get on the rocket ship, guys. We're. Good nice thing off. you said that.
2: That's that's fantastic, Dave. A good thing you said that too, because
0: um Mike Steve is also lost
2: me, Steve lost me at Tennessee. <laughs> I, I he lost you at Tennessee. Why is that? What, what lost you? I don't know. Rest? Tennessee kind of
0: just sucks. I just like,
2: no, the, the second he said the word Tennessee, all I could think about was arrested development. <laughs> uh, Tennessee. The, the
1: Tennessee. song, not the show, right? Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Take
2: me to another. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah, this song. is damn good,
1: though. I, I'd love to hear you use that, Mike, in a, uh, hey, Mike, you know, affiliated song, which you
2: can't do it tonight, obviously.
1: But, Mike, um, here's the thing I'd love to know how you're doing.
2: Well, uh, Dave. I um I had that my bout of covid last time we had talked um I was feeling better uh wait, tested- wait, wait,
1: wait. hold on can, can I I got interrupt you can I interrupt
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> you're so, good anyway
1: so I was I was gone last time we recorded you guys did a fantastic job but I I was cracking up because Steve asked you like hey Mike how you doing you're like well I'm going to be pretty I'm going to be pretty brief um but <laughs> And then you We're go like into this a, big 10-minute diatribe about how you got diagnosed with COVID. It's like, damn, my, Mike is filling time for me not being around tonight. So I'm sorry yeah. that I sorry that I made you do that. But anyway, back. back so I had COVID.
2: Uh, I had COVID. Got there over COVID. <laughs> got on a fucking plane. I tested negative everyone. Um wore my mask on the plane. Um but so I, I went to uh, I went to New Orleans for for New Year's. Uh I went to see um a whole bunch of live music. We got to see Papa John grow. Uh, we got to see, uh, little feet. Um, the reason we went was, uh, the reason I went was for, uh, Billy strings, uh, bluegrass, um, phenomenal on new year's Eve. Um, and we almost went to the NCAA national semifinal game almost didn't didn't get there huh <clears throat> yeah because uh i didn't know the rule that new orleans uh you you're not supposed to stay for more than three days Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, yeah so uh um, yeah that's an unwritten rule by the way mike drink? what's the
1: name of the place where that game was played
2: that was in the superdome what's it called the superdome which that is sounds uh, like an awesome su- place actually the Superdome. it's, it's, it's
1: smaller weird. than the ultra There's dome
2: it. <laughs> there it is all right inside joke folks sorry um anywho um yeah, so went uh went down there uh, my, my best friend since 8th grade uh James um and uh he so he lives down there uh got to experience a lot of really cool stuff got to meet um uh his aunt uh, and uh his aunt's partner um and they were both lovely wonderful human beings uh ultra rich <laughs> ultra rich Super, like, super rich. No, ultra. Past, <laughs> we've gone past super. Um. So, um. But that was that was really neat. I got to. They had a piano in their in their house. It's a 1914 Steinway that had been played by Alan Toussaint and a bunch of the Marsalises, like New Orleans, New Orleans legendary musicians, have played on this piano. And so I had to sit down and play it. Um, and it, and I did twinkle twinkle little star <laughs> just for wicked Spurszyland like, listeners. Like defaced the piano essentially. Um <clears throat> yeah, I didn't want to touch it and and uh his aunt PK, she was like, Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's there for. Um, so it was wonderful. They they were wonderful hosts uh for us, uh fed us, um, tried to feed us feed us, fed us drinks, fed us breakfast. Um Went to a number of restaurants. Um, my favorite of which, uh, was, was in, about is, to ask you that it was an Israeli place actually called Shia. Um, wow, hot pitas coming out every two minutes. Like, if you had a pita in your hand, they were bringing more over to jump to drop on your plate. Um, went to a couple, went to a great brewery, went to a number of different spots. Uh, Bourbon Street, I would suggest you have to go if you've never been there. And then never go back to Bourbon Street again. <laughs> that is, that is a, a <laughs> uh, Frenchman assessment. Street. That Frenchman concur. Street is where I found myself, right at home. <laughs> uh, really, really enjoyed all of the music clubs on Frenchman Street. Uh, what, uh,
1: what about a? You talked about food. What about a uh, favorite drink from that little venture? Anything stand out to you?
2: Yeah, I had a beer at. Uh, uh, what was the <gasps> you? name? Uh, a beer? <laughs> <Miguel>? <laughs> uh, I, I, I have to. I have to. Uh, Look back at my photo so I can remember the name of this brewery because I totally forgot. And I gave the beer a 5.02. I did a hey, oh, Micah I recall you sending the that Insta. message, yeah. But yeah, it's Port Orleans Brewery. Um, yeah, and they did they made this stout with uh, a creamy base, so a chocolate soft, creamy, serve, as ice in soft serve ice cream, gotcha. Soft gotcha. serve ice cream base, yep, nice, okay and it was like drinking a fucking frozen hot chocolate. It was wonderful.
1: Kind of like an ultra milk stout. Basically. It was
2: insane. And once, once James sends me the, sends me the, uh, the beer we'll, we'll drink it together. But that all that said, um, had a great time, had a phenomenal time. I'm very, very tired. Um, and before I had gone, I had planned this out, um, to be doing, um, a dry January. So here so, I am. So
1: so Mike, one final question before we move on. Um so after leaving town over the holidays for five days and um I'm assuming maybe getting some of the other family members sick with your with your mm-hmm. COVID that you acquired, what are you no doing way. for your lovely wife Amy? Um after you, you got back? How are you how are you kind of re-entering the, the household respectably? <laughs>
2: Um, we have this thing that we, uh, it happens a lot with partners and, and, uh, spouses. Um, it's called trust (laughs) (laughs) and, um, and she knows, um, that I like to go have fun. And when I go have fun, I do it responsibly. Not like I did when I was in my twenties, but like I do now that I have a wife and family that I have to support very nice I was responsible I was smart we didn't do we okay we did a lot of drinking so you're saying
1: she was happy for you that you had the opportunity is what you're telling us
2: yes yeah yeah she told me she told me to go initially so which is good but uh, I I mean I'm still I'm still as as a
1: loving husband figure out when you're giving her that same shot that's that's the key you gotta you gotta give her the uh, she has the the opportunity
2: anytime she wants um absolutely yeah, but like uh, and I'm, uh, I uh I did spend like I did spend the match at which we'll get right into uh at New Orleans Spurs I just want to shout out New Orleans Spurs uh and Jorge uh their chairman uh they were very uh, gracious hosts um had a fantastic uh had a fantastic time there had uh six beers during the match um during the match that's how we started new year's eve Steve and,
1: only Mike uh, keeps, keeps track of that you know
0: I'm sh- I'm still trying to piece together how he knows we're going to talk about the match. He uh, last I checked, you, the D in Wicked Spursy, were the host. Okay, you can Sorry, so I, let's, let's get. We're done
2: with with it's my true. piece. I'm
1: like Fix the Jerry Springer the- on this little enterprise. Happy right? New Year, like, everyone! I, hey, I, hey if Dave
0: wants to run this in a completely different direction, if he wants to talk about, uh, I don't know. Actually, actually, Mike, I would like to hear a
1: little bit more about your COVID diagnosis. Can you tell us about what kind of test you used? What kind of test? I'm not Where really asking you that stick question. The yeah. was yeah. like the AccuView. Was it a rectal it like, or... a
2: rectal <laughs> test or what? Would you use for that? The view or whatever it was, V U E. I don't know. It was a, the nasal swab shit. And...
0: No, the view is the show that you watch during the day. Yes, it oh, is. Yeah.
2: Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> oh my god, we're already off the rails, and I'm not we even are. drinking. This is.
1: Perfect. I am. We got ten point ten point one Steve over here. Absolutely. Uh, let's. go. Let's go back to ten point one, Steve, <laughs> or whatever whatever your your alcohol 10.1 content is. Steve. Steve. Maybe that's tell us. Be my name. Uh, and again, I I got nothing here. I I've read about the matches. I've seen some highlights. I've read all the comments. I've listened to you guys and your chatter. So I, I have a mental picture, but I saw nothing. What do you want to talk about when it comes to Spurs matches over the past past week?
0: Um. So they were two night and day matches, right? So when we met. Uh, Mike and I, to, to preview these matches, I, I kind of said that, you know, not getting any points is just an abject failure. Um, and I mean that not getting a result against Brighton just was terrible. Um, and it's mostly because I truly believe if both teams were fully fit, we would just destroy it. Like the, the way that Ange has the team set up, like they, they were able to take advantage uh, of way more than they should have. Uh, and we didn't have the um, capacity to really punish them at all. Um, it was a really shitty match. You know, I, I was very frustrated a lot of it because um, there were moments where everybody was playing at sort of this high level, but they were few and far between. And most of the time it was lethargic, it was slow, it wasn't typical ange ball. Um, and you know, credit to the to the guys who got out there and they were still able to to pick up a couple of goals. um but you know, we should have done so, so, so much better uh against Brighton than we really did. um and honestly i'm I'm kind of shocked that they were able to turn it around because I thought I thought the Bournemouth match would have been the more challenging for them, uh given the sort of form that Bournemouth have been in. um and for them to have like, you know, that's that's sort of the other thing that I'm starting to notice with Ange. When we get a bad result or two in a row, you know, three when we had that really rough period, Um the team doesn't withdraw. Like, you don't see that sort of, like, diminishing returns. They start to drop off. Things just get worse and worse and worse until somebody gets fired, and Ryan Mason coaches the team for the rest of the season. Um We saw a fight, you know, they, they bounced back, they were tighter, they were a lot better at, uh, you know, Angeball at, at the whole thing, start to finish, defending, attacking, transition, you know, it was, it was incredible, and, and I don't know how much of that, excuse me, is down to, you know, some of these guys, you know, unfortunately, we picked up a couple of injuries, and we had players that had to come in, and so, I don't know if there's a mentality aspect where either the new guys coming in or the players around them feel the need to like up their level uh, to sort of compensate or maybe they're they're feeling like they need to, you know, they they owe it to the injured player to go out there and, and, you know, do the best they can. But uh, it it was a solid look across the team. Lots of really uh, great play. Um, I'll let Mike talk a bit more about the specifics of the players. Um, but just as a whole, the way that they were set up, like as soon as SAR went down injured, I thought, wow, we're gonna get overrun in the midfield. And that really didn't happen. I mean, there were times where, yeah, they they were bypassing it pretty easily and and you know, Born with her were making these very big, uh, very dangerous looking attacks happen. But by and large, no, you know, they the the team as a whole kind of lifted their level. It was a much different game than we saw against Brighton um and then poor poor Valise at the end I mean you can see the hunger this guy is he's picked up an injury it hurts you can tell it hurts and what does he do somebody plays the ball through for him and he's trying to run onto it
1: somebody Um, uh is that who you're referring to as somebody
0: yeah and you know look that's what you want Hoiberg to be doing right if he's on the field you want him to be playing those sorts of balls it's just unfortunate that uh, this poor kid got himself injured, especially after he he was in a good spot to score against Brighton, um, it's it's it sucks for him. But yeah, I'm I'm really pleased, you know. And she even showing the passion there on the sidelines, trying to you know take a, who was it Steve Cooper, uh, take him out and and beat him or whoever it was. Um, oh no, sorry, they were just wishing each other a happy New Year. That's right, happy New Year. Yeah, that's
2: true. Uh, that, that was New against Year. that was yeah that was the Bournemouth. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a uh, oh man. But yeah, great team performance. Uh, huge shout out. I know I let Mike talk about the specifics, but I just got to give a huge shout out to fucking Vicario. I mean, talk about a classy guy. This this dude against Brighton kept us in the game for as long as he feasibly could. I mean, yes, it was they scored four, but without Vicario, like if that was Forster, if that was Hugo, we were losing that game. You know, six, seven, eight, nothing. You know, um, Vicario. I, I man, I don't have enough positives to say about him, but uh, it's the Bournemouth game that I really want to draw attention to because you know we were talking uh, was that just last week, Mike, about how people were saying he's lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. He's yeah. Just, he's yep. a lucky keeper. Yep. Um, and Bournemouth had that free kick, and and I I caught this. You know, somebody on Reddit had posted the clip because I I don't recall seeing it live, uh, but Vicario, you could hear him telling Richarlison to like move just a little bit more and when they played that free kick in where was in perfect position to flick it wide and it's like you know he's not lucky he is an incredibly smart keeper with really good instincts he kept us in that game for a couple of dangerous chances uh you know bournemouth's finishing was really lacking but the uh, shots that they did have on goal vicario's up for it He's commanded that defense well. I mean, we're playing four fucking fullbacks and he's still getting them organized. You know, I I have to laugh that uh, the conceded goal came after Eric Dyer came on. Um, <laughs> so I'm chalking that up to classic Dyer. Um, but yeah, um, you know, we got a game coming up on Friday, a cup game coming up. And then we have a nice little break until Man United. Um, so hopefully, I mean, I know we're losing some some more players to AFCON and, you know, Sunny's already off for whatever South Korea is doing, but um, I really believe that even the shitty C-teamers are, are looking forward to, like, upping their level. Uh, they're gonna come out, they're gonna try. <clears throat> Ansh has got this team, I think Romero said it best, playing like a family. They're, they're looking out for each other, um, they are clearly getting along much better. Uh the vibes are just upbeat. They're pleasant and and it's it's just such a good feeling, even when we lose, to know that the team is still moving in a positive direction.
1: Good uh good hand over to you, Mike. What uh what do well, you think? Well, this has been about... Wicked Spursy and uh next Steve week. Talk
0: about the players, talk about the players. Yeah,
1: all, all Steve talked about was big picture setup, little vicario, and then he said, I'm gonna let Mike talk about the players. So it's all yours, my man. Um, or did the six beers at the match, uh, cloud your assessment? Oh, no, you know, <laughs> I've rewatched it. I do know this on one and a half speed. I I, I do know that actually.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's, let's talk about Brighton. Cause like Brighton, <clears throat> Brighton is one of those games that, you know, like wolves, we went out there, um, and we Didn't have a lot of our first choice players, obviously because of injury, um, we had, you know, goddamn Emerson Royale, uh, playing right center back. Um, we had steady Ben Davies, uh, over on the left, uh, destiny came back. Um, the, the game was just weird from the start. It didn't feel right from the start of the game. Um. And I don't know what that is, but it it whether Emerson is not a center back. He doesn't play center back, he's never really been taught to play center back, he just doesn't play that position. And I think that a a lot of what our defensive lapses were in that game, a lot of those giveaways are on Emerson. And it's not his fault. The guy's a fucking like I think I said it last week. The guy's a tryhard. He he does. <laughs> go right like he does go he does his best but when you, you're when you're not coached up enough to play that position you, you know it it's not ever going to work out um that said the entire team as a whole was pretty fucking garbage um we don't really have to talk a lot about the game um you know Sonny looked sunny looked haggard he looked, it was one it of the worst work. games. It was one of the worst games I've seen out of every player on the field, except for, except for Vicario. <clears throat> um, actually, you know what? Lucelso, Lo Loselso came in and actually looked really nice. He looked really good. He got, I think it was, uh Richarlison he came in for Lo Celso came in looked really nice in some relief uh some relief time but a lot of that could have to do with like garbage time you know they're already up Brighton's already up four four nil. um the thing with Brighton it, it, and what they did what really well and what they do really well is that they press high very well and they're and we talked about that too is that they're relentless they're a relentless team. Boardmouth also presses high really well. Um so that that Brighton game was, it was in just another one of those one offs. I think where, you know, you have a howler every once in a while. Again, you're you're playing with guys out of position. You're playing with guys who don't want to be there anymore. You're playing with like, Dayon Kulisevsky, who like every single every every single game there seems to be one boneheaded move, right, by some player, and and that was like. The, the only argument for me and the same, I think Ange had actually said it too later on, was that why did it take so long? Hmm. Because it was clear. It was clearly a penalty. Yeah. Clearly a penalty. He pulled the guy back. He's like, as, as soon as that guy starts to make separation, you let the Jersey go. You know, that guy went up to kick the ball because he knew he had decky had a handful of Jersey and he was like, if they, if I go up to kick the ball, this guy's pulling me down to the ground, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, so Decky had a lapse which caused him to miss the next game. Now, on to Bournemouth. Um, the Bournemouth game was actually kind of fun to watch. It was very interesting. It didn't seem like there was a lot of like the typical anch ball, the typical like quick one-two passing. You know, I I I think the I think the fellas out there uh really kind of treated it like we have to play a little safer. It looked a little bit like, uh, not so much Mourinho ball, but kind of like a little more Conte ball, like slightly attacking, but more, more stuff on the counterattack because of the way that players like Solanke, uh, Solanke is like one of is one of the best, uh, pressing forwards that I've ever seen, uh, in, in, in my time watching soccer, like he's an incredible talent. Um, and, and I think that we kind of played a little bit of Ange ball through, you know, through that kind of counterattacking type of system. We set up our attack through the counterattack, if that makes any sense. Um, that game was great. I think Ben Davis was back on his game for that. Um, I think that um, you know, Sonny scoring, uh, Richarlison getting a getting another goal. That's five and five for him. Um, but we have to mention this this young man because he, he was completely crushed um coming off the field after after scoring the opener. And that's Papsar. Um what a beautiful finish from him. Uh, lots of times he, you know, he, he winds up to kick the ball. And I'm like, Oh shit, here we go. He's either going to send it wide. He's going to send it over the top. He, uh he put in a, a really nice, a, a really nice uh finish on that ball. And, and he was playing really, really well. He's been one of our most consistent players all, along with Pedro Porro all season. Right. Um, And I think they, this, this game showed, like, what like what Steve was talking about, a little bit of the team's resiliency. Um, resiliency is that a word? Resilience.
0: Resiliency. I think Dave, that's you're what, muted. Yeah. <laughs> How do
1: you do this to me? Techno I think you can, go Dave. E- you can go either way. I think resilience or resiliency are both acceptable. So, but the so uh, yes. research department will get on that for you.
2: Okay. Perfect. So I, they're they're super resilient. The, the team's super resilient. They came back. They did play it a little bit, a little bit safe, I think. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, that's, that's okay. You have to do that. You have to switch up your tactics every once in a while. You, you have to switch it switch up the, 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 the way you play in order to suit whatever is going on around your club. And, and as we know with Ange ball come injuries comes, come like exhaustion, physical exhaustion, especially when, you're playing with limited squad options, right? So, a lot of these guys are playing full games, playing full 90 minute games, and, and it's showing you know, Pedro Porro, it's showing on him. He's slowed down a lot. Oh you got guys like Decky never really slows down. Um, Sonny is slowing down a lot. Um, even Ben Davis is showing some kind of lapses, uh, in, in judgment, and that's probably oh, due blas- to his blasphemer.
1: How
2: dare you how dare, dare it what
1: say something bad about ben davis captain seven nice. out of ten how uh-huh. dare you hey mike can i tell you um
2: he's he captain milk toast <laughs>
0: what <Cool.
1: laughs> resiliency versus resilience uh got an answer for you oh Re- resilience is the word resiliency is kind of a non-word but resilient resiliency has been used enough in modern times that it's become acceptable as as a synonym for resilience so Either way you were good, but technically resilience is is the safer of the two choices.
0: Thank you. Wicked Spursy Research Department. Yeah, they they crushed See, I knew they crushed I knew it. we were paying those motherfuckers for a reason. we might
1: actually pay them this month. I, I think you start off 2024 with a,
2: a bang. Pay the yeah. research team. No, I'm not so I think doing it. I think uh, Sunny yeah, leaving us with a goal. Uh Sonny leaving us for the month of January with a goal um was great. I think I think he really you know, felt he needed to contribute after that Brighton game and because that Brighton game was, was not good. Uh, this game, this game featured a lot more of, of, of Vicario. Um, it featured, uh, it featured Brennan Johnson, you know, I mean, I I think we have a, a future star on our hands with Brennan Johnson. Um, He's gotta learn how to control his speed a little bit. And once he controls his speed, he's gonna control his touch. Once he controls his touch, he's gonna to, he's gonna start finishing balls. And and I think that I think that the, the sky's the limit for him. I, I love Brendan Johnson. I love watching him play. Uh I, I, I think he's you know he he's always kind of got a smile on his face when he's playing too. And and that's another thing. Um but you know, Papsar was absolutely, absolutely crushed, and it was, and it was really sad to see. And and we talked about Valise too. And Veliz was probably going to get the start against Burnley right in the FA Cup without Sonny here. And he's been the guy who's been here, right? So now we're, I don't know. I'm not going to come out and say that we're going to see Dane Scarlett. I don't. I don't think we'll see Dane Scarlett. I may. He might be on in the team for Friday. But I think it would be silly, <laughs> absolutely silly to put Dane Scarlett into a into a match at all at this point.
0: I mean, just at coming. some point, we're going to get fucked into it, right? Like, <laughs> somebody's going down injured on Friday. You just know it. Right, sure. And and, and <laughs> maybe that's the case. Maybe that's
2: the case. But, you know, we have players out there that we don't need to play Dane Scarlett. We can put players. We, we can have Richie up front. We get have Brennan Johnson. You, uh, you never know. We had we got a surprise, a, a, a beautiful, wonderful surprise the other day in Rodrigo Bentecker. So you know, you know, you never know. Like we could get another another January surprise. We could have a signing coming. We could have there are rumors about January surprises, like Vandeven is yeah uh, Mickey Vandeven, he's been back training. I, I think it's actually been confirmed has it not that he's that he's going to be ready for manu at least there are
0: questions about whether
2: he'd be ready even for friday is what i I've don't
0: seen. i don't even know what to feel anymore because right? benton kerr just popped up out of nowhere so who knows what's gonna happen. i feel like, like i feel like he's like
1: six weeks ahead of schedule i feel like Ange is yeah. like bill belichick basically i feel like there's like some definite shenanigans going on when it comes to the injury reports
0: yeah um, why not boys i have i have a handful of questions i want to throw out is it okay if i do Mm-hmm. Uh that depends on the nature of the questions and how they, impactful they will be to certain people on this podcast. Naughty by nature, they are
1: all over the place. Uh, one will be very impactful on our friend Mike, so I'm just going to give that fair warning.
0: Um,
1: <clears throat> question number one is: I need to ask both of you a favor. I have a good. No, I will not sleep with you, Dave. I have Sorry. One... Damn. <laughs> this has been Wicked Spursy, everyone. Thank you, and have a good night. Um, I have a good question. I wanna, I wanna follow up with after a really important segment. So I just wanna ask the two of you to make sure to not let me get away with not asking this question because I think it's it's a pertinent and perhaps poignant question that I wanna- Just
0: ask the question, answer. Dave. Just ask no, the it's, it's question. it's too early
1: for that. Oh, second God, question Dave. is, second question is, you thought this wasn't gonna happen, but uh, I promised you, dad jokes with Dave are back. So here we go. This week's dad joke is- Yes. How do you follow Will Smith, when it's snowing outside. You look for the fresh prints.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Steve just nailed it. Steve, well done. You are uh, a man. I of love it. Fiction, gentleman, and a scholar. Uh, impressed. Well done. Probably. That was lovely, sir. That was good. Good <laughs> job. And <laughs> you see Mike perk up? He's going to use that one later. That's the scary
2: thing. I'm gonna. I'm, uh, I'm going to use it immediately following this.
1: All right, third question, <coughs> most important question, one I haven't gotten to ask for a few weeks, is hey Michael Yes.
2: What you what you drinking? Oh <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, as you know, <laughs> we've uh we've talked about this, right? Have we not? Um we've talked about the fact that I am uh going on a dry January. Um it's not my favorite it's 10%
1: thing. through folks. 10% it's not my, through.
2: not my favorite thing to do. I've never made it through dry January. I've tried <laughs> a, I've There's tried a number, a number of times. Um, but you know, it's, it's time to push on through and, 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 and make a change. Right. Um, so I am drinking an NA right now. Uh, and I did say that dry January, we're going to do a series of NAs for this. So given fruit, that not, not amusing right not amusing not, not at all good <laughs> not at all good um so this one is going to be uh from kit k-i-t-n-a brewing uh they are a kitna brewing okay it's in portland maine okay. um and they called it a starter kit uh it's got three different kinds of
1: Kitna, wasn't there a quarterback named Kitna back in John Kitna, yes. yeah. Uh, Any connection? Seattle or Seattle, like no.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's possible. Um so oh there all right. This is interesting, but uh it's an interesting looking beer. It is a hazy IPA, uh non-alcoholic, so less than 0.5 percent alcohol. Um these beers, uh, this beer is brewed with malt, hops, and yeast. That's what it says. Water, malt, hops, and yeast. And near beer. It's a near beer. So it's in honor of our uh, lovely Italiano uh, ITK master. Uh, and in honor of January being the open window, we're going to k- go with, here we go from Kid Brewing.
1: Steve, I don't know about you, but I am just uh, fired up and excited about this. Here we uh, go, confirmed. Combination of here we go, confirmed. Hops and water. Here we go. Hop
0: water, check it and see. Oh, as, as opposed pop.
1: to, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Steve, how's your uh, how's your your big triple going down as you uh,
0: enjoy Dude, that this? Dude, this is way? delicious. I've I I literally I was texting my sister trying to see if she could get more. Uh, but the, I guess they don't have any more right now. That's kind of uh, like up here, you know, they sort of rotate through, uh, different yeah. things, but I was checking out their, um, you know, list of four packs that they have available. And I, I was like, yo, next time you're there, let me know. I'll, I'll Venmo <clears> you <throat> just ship me up a bunch. Like, is, is it a
1: big enough hit that like you could, you can only have one or is it? Is, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. If you, I had gonna any more You're going to be asleep this, if you have any more, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. Like... <laughs> That'd be fun, but it's see. dangerous because it's like it's it's like I said, it's balanced. So I can drink this thing,
2: and I don't know. I don't notice,
0: I don't notice it's, it's, the ten point. session. It's like I'm, I'm halfway through Freshable right now, and I'm back. like,
1: oh, oh, that's good that stuff, is. Steve. I like <laughs> it. I like it, Mike. How about what you got over there? Tell us about um, the uh, look. I, I see, a, I see an interesting color. Uh, let's talk
2: about the head. It looks a little, little uh, soapy. It, it, it looks, yeah, soapy, very soapy head. Um, it it looks kind of like a session, like kind of does. It's kind of it. It says hazy IPA, but it's 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 a hazy IPA because it's probably not filtered. I guess. I guess and the alcohol is in the haze, basically, right? Yeah. Um. Obviously, they're not putting yeast in it. I don't. I don't know what what's going on. I don't know how. I don't. I didn't. Nah, look yeast YouTube. was one of the ingredients you read out. Oh it yeah, like it was, wasn't it? Yeast, water, hops, and. uh garlic? I wonder how they make this. It's just. I I haven't gone into the, I, I should have done that, gone into the chemistry of it, but. Um, Un, unprepared again. Damn it. I'm unprepared like, again. Here we go. Jeez. What, have you been on vacation all week drinking in New Orleans? Yeah. Um, So off the top, it smells kind of like an IPA. Definitely smells hoppy. A little bit skunky, actually. Oh, that's pleasant.
1: Wow. Ooh, that's pleasant. Interesting. Pleasant. <clears throat>
2: Interesting.
0: <clears throat> All right.
2: So here's the thing, with this, guys. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. The, they're they're low. They're low quality or low quality. Low <laughs> they're quality. low. Cal- <laughs> it's they're a low quality co- beer. <laughs> I haven't had a sip of alcohol today. <laughs> they're low <laughs> calorie beers. Um. However, eighteen fucking carbs in this thing. Hmm. Eighteen carbs. So what's, that tell, of, what's that tell you? What's tell you from a scientific protein? standpoint? Um, they've. I think that well, from a scientific standpoint, the yeast hasn't eaten all the sugar and turned it into alcohol. Sure. So, so it's still got a lot of sugar. It's got a lot of fucking sugar in it. Yeah. Um. So they can't have used much yeast in it. Um. But it, that means I'm not going to be able to have another one of these tonight because I'm trying to stay healthy. And 18 carbs is a lot. True. Um so anyway, this beer uh near beer it smells good, it tastes it's tastes quite pleasant. I actually kind of like it. Um ah, it's very fizzy. Um hmm. which I which I kind of expected. You get that with a lot of these session ales and stuff. Uh the session ales. IPAs, I should session IPAs I should say. Um, and, and I'm and I'm not familiar with any of the near beers I had some old duels back in the day and uh what's the other one the the cost hauler cloth haul yep yeah so we used to, and that's supposed to be like one of the best um so the the cost hauler uh just to make a little funny story about this um we used to use for bets uh so if you're in our friend group if you had a bet that you had to make the loser had to drink a warm cloth taller. That was the rule. Yeah, it is pretty fucking random. Yeah. Um we used to call them mouse claws. I don't know why, but they were they were legitimately one of the worst things that you could ever put inside your mouth. And just Dave. Gonna pause, just gonna pause there for effect. And Dave. Just- Think of think of the worst thing you could put in your mouth.
0: I'm it's right worse. here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I got nothing to say. I got nothing yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave's position in life doesn't allow him to say the things he wants to say <laughs> right now. Um, so that said, uh, yeah, the mouse claw. Um, don't you don't want to lose a bet? So, but this is not bad. This is actually very good. Um, and I don't know what my N.A. scale is going to be, but I, mean, I was going to say,
1: just... yeah, is the N.A. scale the same as the uh, the standards? This is, oh, this is like yeah. territory here. Um, <laughs> I guess we're still EU. on the 5.0, you know, zero to five. Where, yeah, yeah, we'll do zero to five. But like, uh, you,
0: oh, God, I have to send I could, this to um, This
1: is not crushable. It's not. Actually, actually, yeah, hold on. We haven't. We have not. I'm uh, getting.
0: Look, this is this is the time for, for tuning. Total. For tuning.
1: Yeah. Total. Yeah. Uh, just crapshoot here so yeah we set said our pleasant, standards you're setting the dna
2: standard right now so let's hear it it smells a little skunky like i said uh kind of hoppy um it's very pleasant it doesn't hit me as a hazy ipa um it, it doesn't seem like it has a ton of hops in it steve um, this
1: sounds like mike is describing the way other people s- describe him smells <laughs> a little smells a little skunky very happy but it's very pleasant <laughs> overall well, at a fish Mike's show i would smell a skunky
2: <laughs> um i like it I, I mean i like it again you can't drink a ton of them because they're 18 carbs you know that's a lot of carbohydrates um so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna say uh 3.5 damn
1: it <laughs> damn it is right so we were quick, so close. quick. Quick psychology break. Steve and I both—we didn't talk about this. We instinctively knew new scale being set. You're gonna go for the evens because you just you just go for the evens. That's your your default. So, what did Steve say? 3.6. What did Dave say? 3.4. And you come in with the odd right in in between. Uh, I I think I think we know you pretty well, Mike. I think I think we pretty much have dialed in, but. We, just wanted, yeah. we both missed it by it, a bit.
2: Look, I mean, if if you're gonna go to a, a you know a barbecue or whatever, you're driving. You know, you have the family with you. You're driving.
1: You're drinking yeah. a Kitna. Here we go. is what you're yeah. telling me.
2: Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. It's a good beer. All right, very near, good. How about a song?
1: Beer. Give me a song that goes with this near beer.
2: Song choice. Oh boy. Um, Millie, no, Millie Vanilli. She was say because it's fake. You get it, uh, girl. You know it's true. <laughs> um, let's go with uh, <clears throat> The Last I Know is better. It's by a band called Tame Paulo
1: No freaking idea. Steve, uh-huh. you know who he's
0: talking about? Nope, never heard of nope. him. So, my less I know, us, the better. Tell us
1: anything about this song you want,
2: and we're going to be like, okay, cool. Uh, then, then I don't need to tell you anything about it. All right. Okay. Cool. Hey, it's, that was. It's just a band. It's a band that I that I, I recently picked up and and uh and I kind of got into a little bit. Like I like a lot of their tunes and they're just they're they're kind of a, a fun band to listen to and and it and and it's a newer band, so it's like a genre that like I'm not necessarily comfortable with. So I had to go and search out some new music and I heard one of their songs. So I went uh, on like a playlist, uh, at work. So I went off, I went off and started immersing myself in their music. And I, and I kind of like them. I think they're, they're, uh, I don't know if they're an up and coming band or how long they've been around, but, um, you know, I know this album is like from at least the last decade. So, um, right. Very nice. Tim and Paula, Very nice. The less I know the better.
1: This has been. Uh, hey, Mike. What you drinking? Kitna Brewing. Out of. Can you
0: like sing a few bars just so that we can get a sense of? Uh...
2: Yeah, let's hear it. I'm not singing right now, dude. All right.
0: It's because it's, it's, it's not It's because it's non-alcoholic. If he had this 10.1. Oh, he'd be he... singing. He'd be oh singing. yeah, absolutely. That'd be All slurring.
1: Right. Hey, this is Kitna Brewing. Uh, here we go. And Mike, well done, man. Good. Uh, good. Na. We'll look for another one next week. Curious to hear what you got for us. Okay. All right. You ready to move on for my third question that I asked you guys, or my fourth? Back to my first question that I asked you not to let me forget about. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Dave. Here's the thing. And I, I'm I'm seeking, I'm I'm asking for like legit analysis here. I don't want a knee jerk reaction. I don't want to hear like, um, I'm not not telling you how to respond, but I don't want to hear like, well, the history of the game and the integrity. Of the, I don't want to hear any of that. Here's the preface on my question. <clears throat> 've been actually I've been watching a lot of a lot of NBA lately. I signed up for NBA League Pass kind of really enjoying that. thankfully, I have a wife who who played basketball enjoys basketball so we can watch basketball together and like she she gets it. so we're able to have those kind of fun conversations. So watching a lot of NBA and just how those games uh, play out. Um, I was watching a lot of college u s college soccer, you know, during the the NCAA tournament time period and kind of watching you know UVM and watching how yeah. other teams, played during that time. And it it has gotten me to thinking about not just the Premier League, but let's just say world football in general. And thinking about um how games go, the the workload that is on teams, especially teams that are in Europe or teams that send players to to uh you know their national teams, et cetera. And it got it's gotten me to thinking about things like the rules around substitutes, the rules around how the the game is played. Um, even the rules around fouls, you know, when you think about accumulated <laughs> yellows and, and whatnot and mm-hmm. how that affects subsequent games, you know, under under current world football rules. And in my own mind, I can formulate a case that if you were to adjust some of those standards, and they are standards, right? Like they are expectations, you know, yellows accumulated, it means something. A couple yellows means something. Um substitutions you're limited it expanded recently but you're limited we've seen a lot of injuries this year for reasons we could we could dig into i think we all have hypotheses on it but i'm curious what a change in some of those things would do to the actual integrity of the game would it improve it would it harm it what would that actually look like so i would love to hear your just knee-jerk reactions to that as a question what's what's that look like for you as american sports fans who also love world football how's
0: that whole whole concept feel you know for me in particular the subs just feel sort of arbitrary at this point right like it was 3 now we're up to 5 with only 3 breaks you know like i get not wanting to stop the game constantly to make these these changes but why 5 like why why limit it to 5 at this point why not make it 8 why not say unlimited substitutions you can change whoever like is it does it really impact the game that much you know we see in preseason when they do like these full uh you know these full side changes that the dynamic of the game changes with it so it's sure. not sure. like it's not like coaches in the middle of the season are incentivized to make all of these changes however with the amount of games that are being played both at the club level and internationally with more competition seemingly being added every other year. um, You know, a lot of these guys are getting excessive play time. And I do think that that is contributing to the increase in injuries that we are seeing across, not just the premier league, but most of of at least European competitive uh, soccer. And Steve, before
1: you go further, can I throw in also just for you also, Mike timeouts, right? Like the question of, could you pause a game for a strategic <clears throat> conversation to dictate how the game goes? Because that's clearly lacking in world football now. So I want to throw that out also is like, would that harm the integrity or or not?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I ju- I'll, I'll just finish up on the subs thing. Like at this point, you know, we've got enough games being played. These players are out there. They're running ar- themselves into the ground. Like just, just give them unlimited substitutions, keep the three windows, right? Like, you know, you can only make three stoppages during the game. And maybe, you know, to, to segue into your point about timeouts, maybe that's that's part of it, right? Like, if you're going to take a timeout, it has to be at a substitution. You know, two birds, one stone, and, and then you have to be a little strategic. Like, if you really need to have that timeout in the first half, and you need to make a sub, like, you have to do that at the same time, uh, is it worthwhile? Is your team getting so obliterated early on that you need to stop and and somebody off just so that you can tell the rest of the team to calm down um but yeah I, I don't know that it necessarily impacts the integrity but i do think that if we can restrict the number of stoppages in soccer like i i, I don't want it to turn into one of those like american football type you know yeah. it's an you hour and a two half hour but it lasts you? you know three plus hours because of sure. you know stoppages and commercials but yeah, uh yeah. You know, keep the time where it's <laughs> at, but yeah, give them give them a little bit more flexibility. You know, let them go deeper into their benches, and you know some some teams would argue, oh, well, you know, clubs like Manchester City have a deeper bench, so that's more advantageous to them. But I think we're seeing with this season in particular that that isn't really helping Man City right now. Like, yeah, they're still at the top, but you know, there some of these bottom clubs are, are competing with them. They're taking points from them. Um, and frankly, the players on these uh, you know bottom clubs aren't exactly playing seventy plus games a year, right? It's not like they have to worry about Champions League, and you know they're not often getting called up for their you know internationals. It's it's I don't know. To me, it's it it is a fine balance. I can understand why uh, it's very complex and hard to deal with. But at the same time, like this the sport is evolving in such a way where the you know capitalist aspect of it, you know, just making money at the expense of these players is just damaging humans, right? It it's harming these players actively. Um, and if they can make a change that allows them to keep their money grubbing bullshit uh and still protects the players out there, I to me that's just makes perfect sense. Right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So,
1: Mike, as I come to you let's throw in another question related to all this. What if as VAR checks were going on, as VAR was being checked for three, four, five, twelve 12 minutes, teams got a strategic timeout during that time to motivate the refs, to get that shit over with, because you're letting those teams drop entirely new plans while you
2: take so long to make a call over to you, Mike, like, what do you, what do you kinda, think about just that kind of happens? Overall? That kind of happens everywhere. And anyway, it, 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 they, they all, they all run over but, to the sidelines and they're getting water and like, like so, look. Part of what, part of what brought me to this game, was the fact that it was mostly constant motion. It wasn't. It wasn't a very stop-starty game. Um, <clears throat> and and I get what Steve is saying about you know the injuries and 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 sure maybe it's contributing to injuries. I, I think what's contributing to injuries is the is the overall. Um, sheer number of games that these players are having to play i don't think i don't think going into the deeper into the bench is necessary advantage necessarily advantageous and i know you said i don't want to hear the integrity of the game but that that's what it is that's the way the game has always been played and that's that that's part of the beauty of it right it, is that Right, but you, VAR has not always been a thing like that. No, was not it has. Not it before. has not, and, so, and it's arguably, happen. and it's arguably damaged the game. Yeah, it sucks. No, no question there. Agreed. <clears throat> um, because it wasn't done right, and adding these two substitutions in that you know when it was three, the the rest of Europe and South America have been doing have been in North America for that matter have been doing five subs for years, for years. It took England that long to to catch up. Okay, so when when you say when you say, sure, that that you're able to go deeper into your bench, you're able to save the legs for these players. But you you also made the point that teams that have more money can buy better players. It's not going to it's not going to help that that quote unquote money grubbing situation. It's going to it's going to make those teams that have the money go out and spend more money to get more players that they can just substitute willy-nilly whenever they want. Now, I think it does harm the integrity of the game, the ability to make changes on the fly, the the ability to have, have the managers trying to make adjustments on the fly by giving instructions to players that are on their touchline. It's just, I, I think that making a change to unlimited substitutions or or timeouts timeouts sure like especially if it's super fucking hot these guys need breaks mm-hmm. but there and there may be a good way to do to do timeouts but i think that without fundamentally changing the game you can you can't do something like unlimited substitutions or timeouts um timeouts are already happening and people are pissed off about it anyway because of var <laughs> Right. So
1: i i want to I want to congratulate you both. You both survived my test. Uh, this was actually a political litmus test. Steve, you revealed yourself to be a progressive in thought. Steve, you are, a, or Mike, you are a hardcore conservative in your thought about how <laughs> um, how the game should be played or changes should be considered. So uh, this has been Wicked Spursy Politics Edition, and uh, overall, well done, boys. Let's talk about Burnley now. What do you think?
0: Burnley. that's going to be a fun uh...
1: Listeners, i wish you could see mike's face i totally. i wasn't done face,
0: you know?
2: <laughs>
0: i'm not a fucking hardcore conservative i'm
2: just saying without fundamentally changing the you're game you're saying
1: we shouldn't change anything you're, you're
2: in the way things no, NC- in the ncaa they don't have a, they 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 kind of have unlimited substitutions but they don't
1: understood it feels like unlimited and right if you're watching a game it it, it it's more like basketball
2: right Is but if you if you come out you can't go back in uh, like you can't you can't just say we're going to have they go gonna... back they go back in in the NCAA no no no, no. It, yeah in the second half sure all right you you yeah. can't just say like you can't just say i've got a team of of five kevin de bruynes and fucking six and and fucking six erling hollands and three mo Salas, and they're all on the fucking bench. And we're just gonna substitute them whenever we want to, because like it it just it does because, harm because the integrity six of the game. Mo-
1: six mo Salas no, no, it, exist no, no, in the my, no,
2: my my point is my point is that a team that ha- that has the money to do it will have those fucking players on the team. And they will be able to and they will be substituting them at will whenever they want. So you're saying that, the
1: substitution rules protect the poorer teams from the riches of the stronger teams. Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, you're kind of twisting my words, but. It, no, I'm just not,
1: assigning words to the thoughts you're sharing. That's all. This I see fun. what you're doing here. You're trying to I fucking use this. psychology. This I mean, it's not,
2: it's not, it's not going it. to work. <laughs> it's, the, the, it, it, it is working.
1: That's what's awesome about it. <laughs>
2: No, I, I I I'm not going to change my position on it. But it's like I think that unless you're fundamentally changing the game, it's you don't. You, baseball hasn't been fundamentally changed.
1: So would you call yourself a fundamentalist when it comes to the the rules? Yeah, sure, whatever,
2: game? whatever. I'm a fundamentalist, Dave. <laughs> but baseball hasn't been fundamentally changed. The object of the game is the same. Basketball, the same. Like the th- the the worst that they. That they did like with basketball is change fouls like they went from five fouls to six fouls like <clears throat> the you know uh, the nfl is the same like the nfl fundamentally has not changed since really the advent of the forward pass
1: Uh play clocks uh restrictions on on tackling baseball, uh larger, co- larger bases, pitch clocks, um,
2: getting rid of the DH—like those are fundamental changes, aren't they? For the good, the, of the DH game. was a was bullshit to begin with. I mean, like they didn't get rid. No, they didn't get but rid could of. Could we? DH. Couldn't we say that they did Central universal DH? To begin they, with? they did universal DH. I think the DH is bullshit. It gives unfair advantages to to certain teams. And that's what you're that's what you're doing is you're giving an unfair advantage to to teams with more money to go out and buy more players if you're gonna have unlimited substitutions. And it's gonna and it's gonna drive up the cost of players as well. So if you're if you're worried about the money aspect of it, then it's going to drive up the cost of players because you're gonna need more of the superstar players to to substitute whatever the fuck you want to, because oh, they're tired. They're already being overpaid.
1: So that would mean the best league in the world would attract more of the best players in the world because we'd have to pay more of the best players in the world, right? Sure.
2: See, here, here's the thing, Mike. But we complain. No, we complain about the Saudi money being ridiculous. Right. And well, we how, how, has that, it, how has that? How has that? How has that?
1: We also complain about regimes propping up, you know, sports leagues, but that's a, that's a different, you know,
2: that's yeah. That's yeah. Sports washing and shit. Yes. I understand that. But how has that helped the game? How has that helped that league them spending all this money on these players? It hasn't, it hasn't helped their league. It hasn't helped their attendance in that league. It hasn't helped the visibility of the league. It's done nothing. It's done nothing for them and it hasn't made them money. Yeah, I I share your opinion.
1: I share your opinion on that, but I also would throw in the word yet to what you're what you're saying, right? Like they've just begun in their attempt to wash uh, their sins by, you know, bringing in big time players. And they let's be honest, they had a fair haul in the Saudi League this past summer. Those Uh, players are
2: trying those players are trying to leave now. though.
1: They are, they are, but uh, we, we we can't assume that's just all going to disappear and go away. And you know that's that's that that's another cool conversation. I guess cool it conversation is what I cool conversation is what I want to want to point out about this. I don't really care about the outcome of this conversation. I have no no skin in this game. But I think I think it's interesting to think about like there which rules of the game are sacrosanct and which are not, and which would make it better and which would make it worse. I think those are fun things to to talk about and just. Kind I of think noodle, I noodle think through. five
2: substitutions is is perfect all right i think it's a perfect number
1: perfect and steve says unlimited right
0: yeah i i don't see what the point is anymore <laughs> i think uh
1: stoppages are the issue i think we've all agreed on that right like like unnecessary stoppages create yes create problems so anything you can do to to avoid that would be uh would be helpful it's all i got it's boys. the time That's wasting casting. time wasting. okay well, time wasting is another thing yeah let's talk about uh let's talk about burnley uh cup match coming up <clears throat> friday any any thoughts
2: as we approach
1: our our wrap time
2: burnley's a garbage fucking team and uh we
0: should trounce them
2: that's the end of it
0: perfect uh steve you concur i do concur as a matter of fact um but that's you know i i don't know there's still that that old spurs to me where i'm like oh this is an easy game and that's why i'm super worried about it um (laughs) But no, I mean, it, it, what sucks is that we're losing a bunch of people to various competitions, right? But, um, you know, Ange should have the entire squad playing in such a way where people should, in theory, be able to step up and do their job, right? Like, we didn't see that in the cup games earlier in the season. By this point, I would expect to see much, much more from the B and C squatters. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see what happens in this game, uh, but I I don't have high expectations for it. I do think we get the win, but I, I just don't know if it's gonna be as as beautiful as some of the other classic Ange Ball matches.
1: Forgive my ignorance. Are we home or away in this match?
0: It's a good question. Oh, uh, we're at
1: home. We're home. All right. Helpful. Very
2: helpful. So honestly, uh I think that Burnley is a garbage team. We should trounce them pretty easily with a B or a C squad. Um that said, this game is this game is very important. I think to to the club uh, and and the direction that this club is going. I think this game is to very the psych- important. The
1: psychology of the club. Would you agree, Mike? Like it,
2: a little bit. I mean, a little bit. in the psychology of the fans.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I mean, the fans need this um, in order to help us get over that hump. That like maybe maybe we have a chance of of winning the league and and, uh you know in a very short short period of time here in the next year couple of years um but i think a game like this the way we went out in the in the uh don't care about cup um (laughs) the way we went out in that and that i honestly like i honestly think this is a very very important game for us um but that said burnley even with their top tier team um I it's it, it's arguably more important for them because they're likely going back down but even with their top tier team I th- I think that we can get some youngsters in there playing I think we're gonna have to um have some youngsters in there playing but you know we have, players who are going to be getting a break here too, right? So right after that Man U game there's a, there's a two week break where we don't have anything going on before we get back to to Brentford. Um but the the Burnley match I think that I think that it's not going to be an easy match. It's it's cup games, those games are never never really a uh, a blowout joy to watch. Um right. but I mean by all accounts we should just destroy them and we have those youngsters who have been playing they've been training with the first team uh uh, unfortunately valise is not going to be out there and i i wanted to see a lot more of him um hopefully we get to see some some of uh jamie donnelly um who else is uh, Who else is out there? That that's been on the uh, bench. Dorrington?
1: Uh, has Dorrington been out there on the?
2: Uh, Dorrington hasn't. I don't think he's been out there, but he's on, been on the not, bench. not on the pitch, but
1: he's been on the bench. Yeah.
2: Uh, Yago has been out there. Uh, um, he's been on the bench of the last two games, right? So I mean, there's there's a good chance that you know maybe we even get to see. Randomly a signing. Man, if
1: it happens cool. in the next day or two. I gotta admit, every time I look at Twitter slash X, I'm just waiting for a
2: here we go, just like a confirm
0: here we go confirm. Something's done, yeah.
2: <laughs> on on drag on, on Dragushin or whatever. Anyone good. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for, right? I'm, the, the guy who look. looks like fucking Cal uh, Drogo. Have you seen him? He's got the big the beard and the kind of like the Eastern European bale, basically, right? Nah, I I don't know. I, I don't let's not go there. All right. We will not. Bale didn't have that top knot for a while. Like he okay, early on.
1: But he does now. So, yeah, how about closing thoughts, boys? What do you think, Steve? What do you got for us?
0: My closing thoughts are I really should apologize to Tennessee at some point. Um and now Mike's in his own world. Uh so, yeah, this was a this has been a really good beer. Um why are you I'm apologizing? Quite, I'm quite content. Well, I, I I have been very mean to Tennessee in general, um, mostly because of the you know people, food, um, distinct lack of anything except for the Smoky Mountains, which are beautiful. If you're um, apologizing, just kind of stop. Choose your
1: words carefully here, okay?
0: I'm a, I'm going to apologize to one specific part of Knoxville uh because this this beer this Zool beer company uh they make some really good shit steve can we name this episode steve
1: apologizes to tennessee i th- I think that's
0: sure yeah you know, why like not? we had a
1: mike, mike hates france we had that a while back right um i think steve apologizes to tennessee is is
0: solid that's what you got for closing thoughts is it an apology yeah just just the apology i mean I'm okay. i'm feeling pretty good about this right now Appreciate that integrity, man. Way to way to step up. Well done, Mike. How hey, about you? Hey, I'm not perfect. I well, know a lot of none, people like to think I am.
1: None of us are, but you're pretty damn close, Steve. Pretty damn. Thanks, close. Dave.
2: Mikey, how about yeah. you, man? Fuck your, you Fuck your integrity. Fuck your integrity.
1: Oh, you're looking for another pod title? All right, all right. Goddamn, I'm
2: just not as fun when I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: February. don't roll with the jokes enough, easily <laughs> for
2: sure you don't you don't laugh i can't see I, I cannot I see. wait for super bowl sunday
1: <laughs> is that the day is that go time sure all right perfect
2: <laughs> no it'll be before that um so yeah my closing thoughts are these like we're uh, i think we had a fun year right like no okay i'm not gonna say we did not have a fun year we had a fun yeah. 2023 kind of sucked like we're really <laughs> we're really recapping it all
1: like in general but we finished strong
2: the that second that I think? yeah we finished twenty twenty three strong, yeah. I I I I should I should have I should revise because as soon as I said it I was like oh yeah, we had that thing, um, so. We had a lot of good things happen to the club at the end of twenty twenty three, um, from about what July on. Right, yeah, I mean, right, yeah, um, and. Number one is getting this wonderful coach that we didn't know anything about and didn't really want. Um, We had um, players that, oh, it, you know, Vicky or Mickey Vandeven was our, was our second choice. It was, we didn't even really want him. Right. But we got him and and we love him. Like we had a lot of unknown surprises that happened. Uh, We're, we're, four points off the top right now we're uh, one point behind the scum. I, I just, and, and this is all due in part to Ange Postacoglu, this wonderful, wonderful Australian fella that came and stole all of our hearts and our, in our minds. And, and it, I'm just, as much as I just kind of gave up and quit last year, I am, all with in
0: big engine stand
2: yeah i am just i am all in like the way that Pachetino used to make me feel like when w- i would go on to see oh what what's going on with the idk and all this shit like what's going on with our club and, and 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 i lost that over the past few years and i've got it back and it's so exciting and it's so fun and i can't wait i cannot wait to see what 2024 brings us because yeah. I think it's going to be a lot less heartache that than we in our sports lives have have experienced uh, in our Spurs lives. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot less heartache and a lot more of of happy times are here again. You know, and I and I and I'm 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 just so looking forward to to all of it and and being along for the ride instead like of that. being dragged along for the ride.
1: I like that. Well put, Mike. Here's my closing thought. You think back to all those pundits. We may have even said it on our podcast, but I know that our our contemporaries in the podcast world said it. Harry Kane leaving. You remember that guy? 30 league goals. Who's going to replace those goals? And here's the answer. The rest of the freaking team is going to replace those goals. I believe I saw we have 33 goals from open play, which leads the Premier League of, of any other team. Like, like all much ado about nothing, boys, much ado about nothing. And, and 2024, is it going to be perfect? No. Will we win anything? Who knows? But does it feel good in this moment to be a Spurs fan and to look forward to what, what Angie is doing and the change at the club and, and what's ahead feels good. Boys feels really, really good. Steve, as we leave, what would you say to our loving listeners?
0: Boys, 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 boys.
2: And
1: don't be an asshole. Thank you, sir. And Michael, how about you?
2: I just want everybody to go out there, have a great twenty twenty four, and be safe.
1: And, and what else would you have to share? <laughs>
2: and then, um... and then, yes, yes, and, uh... <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur action, it's fantastic. And then.